Hi guys, welcome back to You Can't Podcast for Kids. I'm Lawrence Lee and I'm delighted today to be joined by uh, uh, Boti Penta, our Spanish correspondent. I wanted to say you're sitting alongside me, but you are all the way in Spain, so you're sitting beside me in like the electronic sphere. How are you? How's Madrid? Well, I, I'm great, thanks, Lawrence. And it's great to be on with you again. Um, everything's great over here. Uh, plenty of La Liga action to update you on, and of course, Spanish teams in Europe. So we'll get to that sh- uh, soon. Yes, I'm rowing my hands with glee. Uh, I can't wait to talk about some Spanish tiki taka excitingness. Or lack of it. <laughs> or lack of it, exactly. But we have to cover the Premier League first because we are primarily an English pod. Um, and we'll start off with the worst game of the weekend, the Manchester derby. Much build. Martin Tyler was really excited to say, and it's live. And it was 90 minutes of pure boredom. Uh, <laughs> what a boring game. Why did no one attack? Isn't Guardiola meant to be the king of, you know, attacking football? What? Yeah, I, um, it, it was certainly one of the most forgettable derbies. Uh, is, I think it was the first and hopefully the last one as well with an empty stadium. But um, I, I was going to ask you as well, was, was this, why, why was this game so cagey? It didn't have the normal derby build-up that, you know, it, it wasn't the, uh, it, it wasn't that the title was at stake as it's been in five, six years ago. Um, why was it so cagey? Is it Oli scared for his job? Or was it just genuinely good defending? Well, I think, I think obviously as, as nuanced answers usually are, Boti, it's a bit mm-hmm. of both. You know, United came off that Champions League defeat. Losing, you know, the derby in the same week would have been a horrible, horrible sort of run of results. So from the United point of view, you can understand why they went with a more conservative approach. City, on the other hand, you thought maybe they saw United there for the taking. But recent results in Manchester derbies, City have been hit on the counter by United. So it was really clear from the outset that Guardiola, usually the man who kind of, doesn't change from his philosophy you know clearly went in with a plan of not letting United counter and that obviously hampered their attacking prowess um City did create chances I mean De Bruyne the whole game I don't he was just like really frustrated with his entire team but he did manage to carve out a few chances for Mares and Jesus just couldn't take them De Gea did quite well um, no, and, um, that Mares chance that yeah he dilly-dallied and then I don't really know he just kind of put it two miles an hour vaguely towards goal. And he's he's actually been benched for tonight, um, Mahrez has. But the, yeah, De Bruyne looked really frustrated when he was smashing the ball over the bar first so he could get a shot off because nobody else seemed to be doing anything. Um, also, I just thought I'd mention, right this moment, Pedro Neto has just scored and Wolves have gone 2-1 up against Chelsea. Come on, Chelsea. come on, let's <laughs> get in there. Alright, uh, apologies, oh, uh, sorry, I have to say, you know, so- sorry Arjun, you know. Um, but I'm really glad that Chelsea are now, you know, faltering a little bit. Um, yeah, let, let's move on to Chelsea because, I mean, I've been watching their Wolves match. They haven't been especially good, but the match on their weekend, they lost, you know, a, well, they're looking like they're losing two games in a row because they did lose against Everton um, mm. 1-0 thanks to a guilty Sigurdsson penalty. A lackluster Chelsea performance, you have to say. Great return for the fans at Goodison Park. Um I, I thought that despite the losses of Everton, you know, they didn't have Dinier and Hammers is just coming back from injury. They looked really good. Yeah. Um, 
and Calvert-Lewin doing his part again for the team. Um, Winning the penalty. Yeah, yeah. Although, though, I, I, I was surprised that Sigurdsson was uh, the taker. That was uh, new to me. Well, he's, he's pretty good from from a, a dead ball situation, I guess. Um, but yeah, he's know, he's just, he's, he's, it was a curveball to my fantasy team. Did you have in? I was I was expecting Richarlison, but I've got well, back of him that I thought Calvert Lewin next, um, and then Sigurdsson uh, creeped in ahead, but no, that was fine. Um, but yeah, um, Everton. I, I think we spoke uh, last time I was on about. Everton just needing to keep replicating the performances they had when they weren't quite getting the results. And uh, here we are, I guess, that they have just carried on playing the same style, the same formation, etc. And it's it's paid off this time. I think it was a tough win. It wasn't the prettiest of games, but um, that's what you do against Chelsea. And, uh, you know, Wolves have done it tonight as well. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, one, one... yeah I, mean, I mean, Mendy will, will be ruining the first mistake he's made, really, in a Chelsea shirt, costing... Chelsea, you know, the game really conceding that penalty to Calvert-Lewin. I think for Chelsea, you know, they would have said on the weekend, that's just a blip in the road. But now, two losses in a row. I don't know, guys. I'm I'm kind of vaguely optimistic that this title challenge in inverted fingers is is dropping away. Um, but I'm yeah, sure... Well, Arjun... you're, you're really happy, Lawrence. I can t- <laughs> <laughs> so you've got new life breathing to you now that you've... Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm actually beaming. Um, I'm sure Arjun will be uh, dissecting that loss if it if it indeed is going to be a loss because I do see there is some added time. Um, but oh, Edouard Mendy is up for the corner. Hang on a second, right? Right, this this is like real <laughs> quality, uh, like, you know, pod action. Nope, nope, it's full time. It's full time. Uh, we can blow the whistle. Wolves have beaten Chelsea. Ha 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 ha. Right. And Timo Werner done nothing again. He's done nothing again. He's ruined my fantasy. I t- oh, damn it. Okay, my, my my machinations taking putting in Fernandez and Werner for um for Kane uh, have really sort of backfired. This is not good. But you know, back to the actual football. You know, I'm sure you guys would have noticed our audience that all of the big teams really dropped points and. I don't know whether you'd still class Arsenal as a big team, but they lost one 0 to Burnley. What an awful, awful result! Um, Aubameyang with a with a with a fantastic own goal. It has to be said, a great striker's finish. Yeah, if um, if, but... if I'd been putting that kind of ball in my opponent's net, I'd have been uh, proud watching the replays multiple <laughs> times over. Uh, it's just a shame it was his own net, or rather for us, uh, it was a very enjoyable moment. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, I, I'm start, kind of starting to feel just sorry for them now, because it, it really is, it's it's beyond embarrassing now. I'm really not. I mean, I was watching Arsenal fan TV. Obviously, the Granite Shaka red card changed the game. They are mm. really angry at their place. It has to be said. Um, what did you think of that red card? I mean, it was just petulance. You can't do that in today's game. Yeah, well, absolutely no doubt. I don't think there's anyone saying it shouldn't be a red card. Um, he, he lost his head. He shouldn't have done it. <laughs> I, I really, I can't provide any insightful analysis. It was just silly from him. But um, I do. Uh, it's an interesting stat to note that uh, that under Arteta, I think uh, uh, since I think it might I mean, it might be a 2020 stat, but correct me if you've seen it. Uh, they have had five red cards, whereas other teams have had not that many put together or. Uh, 
Well, I mean, famously, um, Pepe got red carded and Arteta basically hounded him in the post-match interview, basically. like, And, and he did the same with Shaka. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really clear that Arteta is putting his faith into players like Bellerin and um, and Shaka and Elneny, and they're just not, you know, providing the quality or the passion that that is, like, rewarding the, those selections. I mean, um, I think the one positive note for Arsenal would be Kiarantini who's really sorted out that left back position for Arsenal but apart from that I really can't see any light um, at the end of the tunnel for Arsenal fans. Um, Arteta saying in his pre-match interview that um, you can I, I have my chest here you can shoot me because I'm losing which is a really weird way of saying yeah no you can criticise me or the criticism is, is warranted um, yeah I don't there's not really much else to say about Arsenal. So let's move on. Um, another big boy to drop points, Liverpool. 1-1 away to Fulham. Fulham looked really good in this game, didn't they? They only they started off Salah excellent. Country. Yeah. They started off excellent. Um, although I, I think uh, it was a controversial decision. What did you think about the two hands in uh, Salah's back? Just, just uh, five seconds before the goal. Yeah, I'm not sure that I'm too honest. I'm not sure that was a penalty, mate. Um, and I think I think Fulham will feel robbed um, because they they put a fantastic defensive performance in in front of their fans who won't be back because of uh, uh, this ridiculous. Well, I'm, I, I mean, I don't want to comment on on this kind of stuff, but like, it's just really sad to see that fans would no longer be to be at London clubs stadiums. Um, but yeah, I I didn't think it was a penalty personally. I thought. The um the goal from uh, Decordova Reed I think it's, I've never heard of him before this season but he's the top scorer for Fulham it was a fantastic goal and uh, I I mean I have some thoughts on how Scott Parker's really turned around this Fulham side from the beginning of the season uh, what do you think Boti? Yeah, um, Decordova Reed's a, a new one. I was expecting Mitrovic to be dragging Fulham along, but uh, he's he's not been the the main actor so far. Um, I think, as, you, as you've mentioned before, Fulham's one of those teams that looks good, but they, they're not always getting the points. So I am still anticipating that Fulham will will get relegated. I think they're, they're just uh, out of the relegation zone at the moment, aren't they? Uh, 17th, maybe. Um, but um, they're, they're a tough side to play, and everybody knew this, which is why most people didn't want them coming into the Premier League. They, they, they don't... That they traditionally haven't always played pretty football, where it's a slog to get through them. Um, but yeah, yeah, the first twenty minutes from Fulham, the attacking pressure they put on it was phenomenal. Um, I, I'm undecided. I've I've looked many times at j- j- the Fulham goal just before about ten seconds, when the ball's coming out from the corner. Salah appears to try and control it, and he gets two hands in the back. Just pushed away from the ball, and that's how the ball bounces over. A nice pass to De Cordova Reed, and he finishes it perfectly. But um, a stricter referee might have given that as a free kick uh, to Liverpool outwards. But um, oh, that's the incident you're talking about. I was confused. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I of course, no, and then of course we'll get to the penalty as well, which uh, which was uh, similarly harsh. So I guess it kind of balanced out, you could say. Um, again, it's it's the conversation we've had so many times on the pod and inevitably it will keep coming up is what counts as a handball um it, I, I think from the slow motion it hit his elbow 
Um, you know, as long as we always have the butt four tests, it would have hit the body anyway, so it would have made no difference at all, which is perhaps why uh, I feel it, it was indeed a harsh penalty. And then, I, I mean, it was a it was a hard hit shot, but it was straight down the middle and the keeper was almost on it. So it was also a fair bit of luck for that to go in, in my opinion. So, yeah, Fulham will feel um, hard done by, especially as they put on such such a good show in, at the beginning. But they came out with 1-1 and against the, the champions, I think that's that's a fair result. You could be proud of that. I mean, I think I think the improvement from Fulham has been marked from like sort of the first six games where they only won, I think, one game and now they've got seven more. Sorry, they only got one point and now they've got seven more points. And I think that the Fulham's transfers are starting to prove their worth. I think two years ago, the issue that um, uh, uh, Jukanovic had was that he bought in, I think, like £100 million worth of players with big price tags who didn't deliver. This season, Scott Parker has gone with, I think, not... I mean, I think the total transfer is about twenty million, but the but the acquisitions have been much more impressive. Joaquim Anderson, not a regular at Leon, um, but signed on loan, has been fantastic for them. As has Toshin Adarabayo, who was really cast off by City, but has proved as well. Obviously, Ariola and Goal, a fantastic signing from PSG, and they've really developed a nice defence. Obviously, buffeted by Ruben Loftus Cheek in midfield who has also been fantastic for Fulham. These signs starting to gel, and I feel like Fulham, you know, I agree with you. I think I think the odds are against them, but they've shown a lot more than they have in that season two years ago to suggest they might stay up. And I think with Brighton and Burnley suffering, I mean, even Arsenal, lol, um, <laughs> you know, Fulham, Fulham might, be, uh, might be looking to stay up. Um, or, you know, definitely be fighting. We can definitely um, agree that uh, Sheffield are going down. Yeah, of course. And they yeah. lost 3 0 against Southampton at, um, at Bramwell Lane. I was a, not Bramwell Lane. No, uh, did you any, do you know any of the trivia on this? But um, one draw and 11 losses from 12 games seems to be a pretty strong contender for one of the worst ever starts. Uh, I think it's the worst ever start because it's even worse yeah. than when Derby. I mean, Derby had, I think, six points at this point. Sheffield have won. Uh, they look absolutely just awful at this moment. I think they've been really hampered by the injuries. Jack O'Connell, who was a big uh, factor in their defensive successes last season, he's missing. Um, and yeah, Sheffield just can't can't find that right balance. And obviously, like last season, they just can't score. Um, Ollie McBurney is not the striker you want to keep up. Um, so I think they're just waiting till January to maybe make a signing. Um the final result from the weekend I want to cover is um, because, you know, Spurs also dropped points against Palace. Uh, Palace look really good right now. They scored five goals last time out against West Brom and they got they get a valuable point um, against Spurs. Uh, would, would, how, how do you see their attack developing? They, they've really made some good signings in Eze. Um, and obviously Zaha has been fantastic for them. Benteke has come back. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Uh... Zaha, in my opinion, has been one of the most underrated strikers slash wingers in the Prem for a, a while now. I mean, it, the the pace he has is absolutely phenomenal. The way he can just uh, run past just about anyone in the Premier League with ease. And he's that constant counter-attacking threat where he just hangs around the halfway line, waits waits for the defence to soak it up and then ping it out. And he's always there. Eze uh, had a great game as well, I thought. he uh, He had a chance... Very, very close. Um, almost put that away, um, which could have put them over for the win. And um, 
you know, I, I, I haven't been on with Cal in a while, but um, do you think his hopes are dampening at the moment? I mean, I, I don't want to speak for him, but I feel like he's, I think he's still uh, very impressed by Jose's. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, Crystal Palace is not a bad team by any stretch. I think a point away at Selhurst Pass Park with the fans back is not too bad a result for them. Um, and but the real test comes now, I yeah. think, with a yeah. series of tough games. Exactly, exactly. That's the real test for for Jose's team. Um, I think uh, Vicente Guaita had a fantastic game. Obviously, you know him from his La Liga exploits, right? Um, he made a mistake for the first goal, but he really made up for it with some fantastic uh, saves and obviously allowing Schlupp to um, get that equaliser in the end. Uh, great performance from Palace. Um, and, yeah. Uh, right. Let's um, let's talk about some Barca stuff because we haven't actually had you on to talk about Barca in a while. We, you weren't here when we reviewed the cha- the last Champions League game, uh, the possibly the final Ronaldo v Messi uh, game, and it really went to Ronaldo, didn't it? Scoring two penalties. How did you? How did you yeah, find that? A, Depressing. Uh, sad, sadly, I can't. I, I uh, can't deny that um, Ronaldo was a clear winner of this one by um, every standard. I, I felt very sorry for Messi because it was clear how much how much effort he was putting into this. He. He, um, you see when when you watch him week in week out, you can see those games that he kind of um, just well, you, you can't say sleepwalks through because in seconds he just flips a switch and then scores scores a goal, gives an assist, or does something phenomenal. But really, you know, he's just um, he's just around. And then there's the games where you can see the absolute determination from him, and this was one of those. This was actually one of those games, and I felt very sorry for him because I just didn't see that determination or that fighting spirit for the rest of the team when we played Juventus and um, I, I think the 3-0 the scoreline might be a little bit deceptive I didn't think there was that big a gap I thought we should have we probably deserved one um, the first penalty I'm I, I, <laughs> I wasn't happy with that decision um, obviously um, ooh, what's what's the American lad's name at Juventus McKenney, um, Weston McKenney. That was a McKinney. fantastic one. Yeah, I mean that was beautiful. There was um, really when when you see a goal like that against your team, you just kind of sit back and go, fair play. <laughs> I mean that that was indeed beautiful. Every uh, aspect of the build up there, and well, trust Ronaldo to score his penalties. So, you know, three nil. Um, some good Italian defending. Buffon is still a legend. <laughs> um, he's he's. God knows how long he's going to be there. Maybe maybe this is his year when he uh, finally wins the Champions League and the curse is over and he can retire in peace. I mean, the next round draw is not bad. It's a, I mean, let's segue to that. The Champions League draw was done. Um, and obviously, because Barca lost that match against Juve, they got put into the mm-hmm. bottom pot and they have to play PSG in a, in a cheeky repeat of the 2017 famous tie. Um, do you see such madness happening this time? Barcelona oh, PSG? gosh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, anything can happen. Um, with this Barca squad, I wouldn't be surprised if we lost 8-0 twice. I wouldn't be surprised if <laughs> we lost 4-0 and then 1-6-1. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if we won 1-0 and drew 1. Like, literally, this season is so crazy for Barcelona. Um, it's, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. 
Um, I used to have explanations up until a few weeks ago. Now my theories no longer hold it's up. Chaos. Because it's, it's it's, chaos. Uh, yeah, it's, it's absolute chaos. And um, I, I can't, I just can't see any patterns other than um, really the only one is when the players seem to be putting in effort. But what I can't tell you is why they put effort in one game, why they don't the next game. You know, it's it's hard to see. I, I, I don't know what's going on behind the closed doors in the club. Um, frankly, at the moment, I don't want to because I, it would just be it would just make me unhappy, sad, <laughs> angry, and they're very similar emotions. But um, but I was going to ask you, I was going to sure, ask sure. you to preview the Sociad game, table topping Real Sociad. But apparently, anything can happen, so we might as well just say that they're playing um, top of the league Real Sociedad and move on. Yeah, and, uh, I, 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 yeah, I can. Uh, I'll give a brief update of uh, this weekend's La Liga fixtures as well, then, because um, obviously sure. Barcelona played Levante. We won uh, one nil. Messi scoring his 600th goal in the number 10 shirt, and um, you know that's another scoreline that is absolutely unreflective of the game. We really ought to have won about four, four, five nil, one. Um, absolutely dominated that game, and we just couldn't score. We don't have a finisher now. See, for, for Champions League, there's that extra element of um, chaos and confusion, which is why I I really hyperbolically exaggerated that. But uh, in, La, in La Liga, I, I suppose what I can tell you what works there. Um, what we're doing nicely now, and a, a, new, a new style certainly for Barcelona, which I haven't seen, and I was actually so happy to see it, was that we were actually playing it down the wings. We were working it quickly. So not none of this like... Uh, when you're watching the game and you suddenly go, am I watching football or is this handball? You know, it's just going round and round the area, not penetrating. Like, well, come on, something happened. And, um, you're, you're really knifing the, the, the handball fans out there, aren't you? I mean, I've heard it's quite fun. <laughs> no, no, well... <laughs> Uh, I've flicked on your This isn't a handball pod, so I'm, I'm sure not too many people will be upset. But, um, but yeah, no, I take your point. I take your point. It's a high tempo time. game now. But yeah, yeah, we were we were putting the balls and we were crossing it, and uh, it seems to be a successful formula. It worked for Liverpool. You know, ping ping so many balls in, and uh, eventually you'll get a nice goal. You can scramble some goals, and Kevin De Bruyne has been doing it, and finally. Finally, we've started doing it so we can actually get some shots on target because, uh, you know, uh, all you FIFA kids who had to listen to the commentary of if you don't uh, don't buy a ticket, you don't win the lottery every Classic. single game you played. <laughs> it's it's true. absolutely true. And Unless you're finally, Arsenal, in which case, no matter how many times you cross, you don't score. Oh, well, apparently, if you cross it, you can even lose money because you, you put it in the back of your own net. <laughs> you're Arsenal. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, we Anything were finally Arsenal doing that. Atletico doing really well. Oh well, it was the Madrid derby this weekend, wasn't it? Mm. And um, that was a very anticlimactic game. I thought um, disappointing. I mean, I've kind of accepted that Barcelona isn't going to win La Liga, so now I, at this point, I'm just uh, rooting for Atletico to <laughs> beat Real. Um, I suppose this kind of keeps our hopes alive, though. Um, I'm, I'm at the moment not deluded enough to think that we can win. <laughs> there were. We'll see. But uh, yeah, Real Madrid just doing what Real Madrid do is they pull out the results when they need to. I mean, they did it. They did it midweek as well, didn't they? They actually ended up top of their group after mm-hmm. potentially going into Europa League. Um, so, you know, Real Madrid showing that 
absolute yeah. strength, that comeback potential that, that they, they have. They played a dominant game. Um, Carver Hal's shot was insane. Um, actually, uh, the, the room of people I was in, it, it lit up another traditional debate is, if you hit the post, does that count as a shot on target? Should that have been Ooh. his goal? Ooh, I, I, think it, I think it is. I, th- I think if you hit the post... Especially if you hit the inside of the post, that you know that's on target for me. That that's good enough. Like if it if it if it's a skimmer, you know, like if it skims the bar on its way over, I don't know. It's a, it's it's a grey area, but I feel like <laughs> if it's on the inside of the woodwork, you know, that that counts as on target. I'll yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm undecided, but um, I I mean I. If I if I hit that shot, I'd absolutely want to say, well, that's absolutely mine. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, you can look at it that way. Well, you mentioned it. Real Madrid um, coming top of their group got a favourable draw against, well, you could say dark horses at Atalanta. So we'll see how that progresses. Well, well, well yeah, this is the thing. They've, they've gone and done that. They seem to have a favourable draw and Atalanta is a team much like Shakhtar. And uh, I, I always said, <laughs> I, I said before the game, that that's a game, you look at that and you just see this is upset territory. And I look yeah. at this and I think there's one of these games... I think Real Madrid will go through, but they will really struggle and probably lose one of the one of the games. Yeah, there's great potential for a for a cheeky upset. As is, in my opinion, uh, Man City's draw. They play Much and Gladbach, um, mm. who are another dark horse in this tournament. I think impressed greatly in the group stage, of course, with Real Madrid. Um, and yeah, uh, City will need to be aware because they haven't exactly. Um, delivered in the knockout rounds of the Champions League when they've been asked to, um, you know, famously lose against Monaco, Lyon, um, and so yeah, we'll we'll see how that progresses. Uh, Lazio play Bayern. I think this will be an easy one for Bayern. There's not really much else to say there. Definitely yeah, yeah, favourite this year's tournament. Um, Atletico play Chelsea. I think this will be a very interesting tie. Uh, I think the last time they played was in the group stages. Uh, I want to say under Sari. Uh, I believe they won one away with a Morata goal. Um, but yeah, I think this should be an interesting uh, tie given Atletico's well, this, defensive this will prowess. be a game of chess, in my opinion. Mm. It'll be a, a game of chess to see um, who can spot it Simeone doesn't look like he plays that much chess, I'll be honest. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Well, certainly not in the traditional form. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna you know, um, I, I, heard, I, <laughs> I, I heard that um, back when he was actually a player, he used to make himself vomit before big games to hype himself up. Now, can you imagine Magnus Carlsen doing that before he goes, <laughs> he goes no, to No, I can't. <laughs> just in the toilet for like half an hour and just coming out. I mean, <laughs> that's actually a hilarious story. I don't think Lampard does that. Lampard's meant to be a clever guy, doesn't he? He, like, got loads of... He got A-levels, didn't he? So that's, like... He's met, he could be he could be playing chess. I'll be honest, but I don't think Simeone's on that on that path. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> um, Leipzig v Liverpool, possibly another game of chess. Two two big German managers, Nagelsmann and uh, mm-hmm. and Jurgen Klopp, uh, locking horns in the battle of the hipsterish managers. Um, oh yeah, but um, Klopp might be a bit too busy uh, dissing Wilder again. To uh, pay too much attention to this game. <laughs> I mean, Klopp, Klopp is in a really—he's he's in a proper strut right now. Like, and he just looks so really angry or sad after every game. 
um, actually just losing his shit against Fulham at one point. Um, I don't know what's going on with him. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if uh, if this tie improves his mood. I don't think it will. More fixtures. Um, so uh, the next tie: Porto v Juventus. Uh, not really much else to say here. I feel like I Porto. Yeah, easy game for Juventus here. Yeah, I Porto got through the group uh, with City, uh, basically because they were like the third least shit team um, in the group. Uh, so good luck to them. I guess I don't have hopes of them. Sevilla v Dortmund. Um, Interesting, one, of, certainly. Yeah, I saw a lot of memes, Boti, that Sevilla were really sad that they qualified for the Champions League, <laughs> so they couldn't win the well, Europa League again. There was. Um... All my friends from Sevilla, they were definitely in a mood this week. Their spirits had been absolutely crushed when they found out that they weren't going to win any silverware. (laughs) I mean, I'm actually not... I'm not that surprised because I think I'd rather win the Europa League than lose to Dortmund in the first knockout round. I don't know. Um, But Dortmund... Well, well, they definitely won the um, meme page of the week award, I guess, for football. Uh, Dortmund are in a bit of a crisis because after their 5-1 loss at home... Um, they sacked their manager Lucien Favre, which could have big implications for you know the project that the Dortmund and Favre was trying to build there. Um, look, well, I mean, I think I think this the Dortmund side has a lot of issues right now, and and mostly because they're playing fifteen year olds, like five fifteen year olds in their team. You can't guarantee that they're going to deliver results every week. I'm sorry. Um, but that's that's the Champions League draw. Europa League draw, I mean, we don't care that much, but I'll just mention the English teams. We mentioned Sociedad. Um, they play United, who regrettably have dropped down into the dark and dirty mire of the Europe's second competition. Um, Benfica play Arsenal. Um, Arsenal in a bit of a crisis, but hopefully for them, their Europa League form can sort of continue. Because... Oh, actually, yeah? that reminds me... Um... Maybe it's not so clear that Sevilla win meme meme of the week award because uh, Benfica put up a hilarious meme. I didn't see this. Page. I didn't see this. Um, it was it was a picture of uh, Arsenal as this as the caricature saying, "Oh, at least we'll get an easy team in the Europa League." Um, even though our form in the Premier League is terrible. And then behind him is the hugging figure in the next picture, which is Benfica just smiling. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I mean, I mean, that's big talk, to be honest, because if Benfica get trunched in, in, in by Arsenal, then that's, that's really going to backfire. So I think I'm still going to give meme of the week to Sevilla, not going to lie. Um, but anyway, Tottenham travel to Wolfsburg, an Austrian team that I've never heard of before, but congrats to them for making it to the next round. And uh, Leicester travelled to Prague, a famous uh, nice interrailing destination to play Slavia Praha. So that's yeah, uh, Jamie Vardy's going to love the party there. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see Christian Fuchs get up all in there. Anyway, um, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's pretty much all the British teams in the Europa League. Um, oh, no, I forgot to mention Rangers obviously going away to Belgium. They are British. I just forgot about it. Um, but <laughs> I'm gonna. People are gonna hate me now, aren't they? Anyway, right. Um, so uh, our final section will be previewing the ongoing uh, Premier League match days. Obviously, Wolves just beat Chelsea, much to my happy, great happiness. Um, but um, currently, Man City are playing Wolves. 
at home, and I can't believe that it's been 20 minutes and City haven't scored yet. West Brom. Sorry, sorry, West Brom. Sorry, West Brom. Yeah, I can't believe City haven't scored against West Brom yet. Um, they probably will by the time you listen to this. So l- l- let's preview the games tomorrow and uh, the day after. Um, Arsenal host Southampton. Uh, I think Southampton is going to destroy Arsenal, the state that Arsenal in right now, to be honest. Southampton in great run of form. Um, I'm sure you agree, Boti. Uh, che Adams and Derny is going to have a party. Um, <laughs> Liverpool v Spurs. Now, as you said, Boti, this is a big test for Spurs. Josie Mourinho was his usual spicy self in the pre-match press conference. Uh, when asked about Liverpool's injury crisis, he, he just went through the whole Liverpool team and said, you're not injured, you're not injured. You know, Salah's not injured, Firmino's not injured, Mane's not injured, Henderson's not injured. None of your players are actually injured except Van Dijk. So uh, I don't really accept this, which is a very, very spicy and typical Jose move. Um, <laughs> what do you think of these mind games? And do you agree? I think I feel like Liverpool, Liverpool fans and Klopp, I, can't, I, I feel like they have made a big deal out of this uh, defensive injury crisis in inverted commas. Yeah. Um, oh. Okay. Right. On the on this first part, absolutely no doubt they've made an absolutely huge deal about this to a absolutely no, no one surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it actually is in fact a big problem or not, um, well, it doesn't appear to have been that bad. They've they've got through it. Um, I mean, they've had defensive problems, but that not just because of injuries. It's just because they've played quite awful sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean. Mourinho obviously makes a point is that all of these star players are still playing for Liverpool. And, um, of course, he's just trying to be Jose in that he's absolutely trying to annoy Klopp and Liverpool. And probably <laughs> But, you know, he's the chosen one. He was chosen <laughs> for his job. Uh, <laughs> look, we'll, um, we'll see what happens. Um, he's brought the big talk now. He needs to bring the big game. And we'll see if Son and Kane can uh, deliver for him. Yeah. And, um, um, I mean, it Spurs, uh, I think Cal- Calvin has been extolling the virtues of, of Pierre-Emerick Hoiberg. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I feel like Son and Kane, as you said, are much more valuable to that team. Um, the, the point that Jose was making, I think, is valid because uh, every team has injuries, right? Spurs, you know, I mean, Jose kind of made fun of Klopp by saying, oh, we have injuries too. There are two players in our under-16 team that have injuries, which I feel like <laughs> is a bit of an exaggeration. But Spurs do have players out, right? Um, but that's just the nature of football. Um, and all teams have to go through that. The Van Dijk injury was nasty. But Liverpool, it's not like Liverpool don't have replacements. And I think that Jose obviously trying to wind up Klopp, but I think he does have a bit of a point. Um, Klopp is... Yeah, in a in quite a bit of a strut. Um, uh, yeah, and of course, uh, Man City have, have struggled with injuries for a while now, and Aguero has of continually been out. And, and, you know, no Man City fans are complaining, but then again, if there are no Man City fans, there's, you know, nobody's going to be complaining anyway. <laughs> Sorry well, I mean, I, Man I, City I fans don't out there. know any City fans personally, so if any City fans want to tell us how they feel, we probably won't care. Because <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, United travelled to Bramwell Lane to play Sheffield, and I think if if Sheffield wanted to play any team to stop their their awful form, I think 
United might be close to the top of their list, as unpredictable as they are. They could trounce mm. Sheffield. They could also like stumble to a defeat. Um, how do you? See I know you put some faith in your team this week because you captain Bruno Fernandes. Oh, you. Mm, wait, how do you know? You're not meant to be able to see my team before. Oh no, because the match day week has already started. Oh, oh yeah, troll. I had a quick look before we came on here, Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have put Bruno's match. It could completely backfire, but I just thought the Liverpool Spurs match is a bit dicey. And I'm not going to captain Vern. He's been a bit awful recently. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Um, but yeah, uh, the last no, game. I mean, it's not it's not a bad call in my opinion. Um, Bruno's uh, Manchester United's uh, away form has been uh, quite good. Yeah, I, exactly. I was reading that uh, this is for all the fancy enthusiasts out there. Um, Bruno has had four. Um, double-digit hauls in away games this season, so it was a good choice. I put him as um as vice this week. I be- just because I brought KDB in, and I just wanted to. Uh, I see. Yeah. I mean, uh, against West Brom, it's pretty good shout. Yeah, no, no. I was expecting a three-three-three three goals by now. Disappointing <laughs> to see that it's a uh, still nil-nil. <laughs> I just like to point out that I am actually top of the pod fantasy league, so my 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 decisions will not be questioned by anyone. Thank you very much. <laughs> the expert himself. <laughs> exactly. The final uh, game we're going to preview this weekend is Fulham v Brighton, in the match that I build as the the match between the people, the teams that have looked good but have no points to show for it. I think Brighton have been desperately unlucky this season. Uh, they've looked really good in a lot of their games. They just you just leaves the game thinking they should have got more out of the game than they actually did in the end. I think Danny Welbeck um, has missed a few chances, like in the last game. Um, but, yeah, they do need to start performing because they li- they got absolutely punished. They got spanked, really, um, by Leicester, I think it was, last weekend. And I think that they need to... They need results, otherwise Graham Potter is going to be in trouble. It's really weird seeing Graham Potter seems like such a nice guy. You know, he's, I don't think he, I don't think he really belongs in the Premier League. He's got to be a bit more nasty, like a Sean Dyche. You know, Chris Wilder has a dark side. You know, Graham Potter's just a, he's just a nice guy. He's basically like a PE teacher. I, I, I don't think he's got. I think he's cut out for the Premier League. But oh, I, could, I don't know what PE teachers you had, but how, oh come on, ball? that's a low blow. All right, fair enough. <laughs> right, on, that, on that disgusting point by Boti, we shall end this pod. Uh, thank you very much for joining me. It's been it's been really nice to to catch up. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>